1: The DJ simulation is sup. You're here with Janice Palaganis and...
0: And Dan Raymer. Sup, Janice.
1: What's up, Dan? Are you bored because it's raining over there?
0: Uh, yeah, so, you know, we've had, uh, in two days, we've had our yearly average rainfall, and so it's really upset everyone here in sunny Southern California. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure what I'm going to do with myself today.
1: <laughs> I feel so bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> you should mm-hmm. just move back to Boston.
0: Uh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Dan, something really interesting is happening. Yeah. We just taught a course. One of the things that came up that I noticed with the learners that I was working with was I asked them to come up with a pre-briefing script. Uh-huh. So I know we've podcasted on pre-briefing before. And um, this time I didn't give them a template. So usually I give them a template and they pretty much just read off the scripting I have developed. Uh-huh. Right. But this time I wanted to see, you know, I gave them the the essential elements and then I asked them to come up with their own that would work for their own center. Huh? Sure. And I thought it was really interesting because we got in a good discussion because three of the pre-briefs that um, came back to me, um, you know, two of the elements that came up were that it, telling your learners that simulation is fun, and the other is that um, that nobody ever fails in simulation. And the group that I was working with, the group assigned to me, really loved both of these things, and I just thought that was interesting because I am I'm. I'm pretty opposed to making that sort of statement in a pre-brief. So I'm interested in your thoughts.
0: Yeah, that, that that's a risky strategy because in, in my experience, simulation is enjoyable for most people.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Most some, of the
1: time, some of the time, half of the time.
0: So by the end of it, in in total, it's enjoyable. For some subset of those people, it, it's truly fun. So, enjoyable and fun are not the same thing. You can have an experience that is, you know, that is meaningful, that is uh, uh, actually a little painful <laughs> and unpleasant. But in the end, it's enjoyable because you feel like you accomplished something, got something out of it. But during the process, it didn't feel like fun. And, and so, you know, fun is such a casual word and is such a perception and so personal I think I'd I think I'd stay away from saying that. I often in my prebrief, say that um uh that most people who do simulation find it enjoyable at the end.
1: You do as, say that. As oh, I'm well,
0: a- I guess it's okay. As I'm acknowledging that uh people are almost always anxious at the beginning of a simulation.
1: So I I guess I feel like It's it's along the lines of realism to me, like, you know, we always preach, don't say that the simulation is very real because reality and real realism is a component of the individual of the learner. You can't predict if they think it's fun, if they think it's real. And and what we do talk about when we when we say um you know when you're going to be talking about the fiction contract basically acknowledging that it's not real yet you've made it as real as possible is to use words and do it versus stating it. So saying sim is fun or enjoyable, whichever. I think that statement isn't needed if you go in and you've got the great attitude of, um, "Look, we're here to learn," and you've got energy put into it, and you you put a little, you know, smile into your debriefing. Do you really need to say that?
0: So I think there's a difference between what you just said and what I've been saying.
1: Yeah, and there so is. So what
0: I've been, what I've been saying is. Uh, that normalization is a really important thing to do. And I would never say you will find this fun. I would only say that, you know, 82% of people (laughs) who have this, who go through simulation, report that it was fun. And, okay. and that that kind of normalization that you know that other people that the population oh, I'm of sorry. which you so are a member of that, I, that's I, a big difference
1: no 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 i think you're getting defensive i wasn't saying you <laughs> i'm <laughs> saying when people say sim is fun or you are going to have fun right it's it's the same faulty move as saying simulate this simulation is very real because you it can't is. you can't predict how people are going to react right and so and i think i think we're in agreement in the fact that you know people react in different ways and and i think we're also in agreement in that the point you're making too is how the statement is actually powerful to to helping that safe container and the psychological safety by normalizing or by putting it more in a positive light to make them feel a little more comfortable with what they're about to encounter. Yet, I don't, I think by stating it is not as important as acting out the elements that make it fun. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, yes. I think what you convey in your pre brief in terms of your enthusiasm, your positive attitude, your, your looking at the whole thing as a, a productive and positive experience. I think that goes many, many kilometers forward uh, in in doing your simulation. And I think it's really important to normalize, especially for people who haven't experienced it Mm -hmm. or who've had experiences, you know, perhaps out of your purview where they've You know, gone through an ACLS course taught by someone who was, you know, harsh or controlling or lectury or something like that. And so they have a preconceived notion of what the experience is going to be like. And if you can kind of put parameters on it and say, here's, you know, I've been doing this a long time and here's the population of people who've done this and this is what they've said at the end, Mm -hmm. I think that makes people much more comfortable
1: yeah you know and it makes me think of the the case that where we always blindfold the leader in one of our courses and and i i do recognize the difference of when i forget to preview saying some people really enjoy the uh blindfold and other people really hate it sometimes i forget to say that and i see the impact of that in the reactions of using the
0: blindfold during the code, yeah. so <laughs> it's just... yeah, yeah. I mean, as social beings, we want to know where we stand uh, amongst our social peers, and and so you know, if you have a, I mean, even if your reaction or your perception is uh, is out of the norm, you kind of want to know that, uh-huh. <laughs> and and I think it makes people comfortable to speak up and say they aren't part of it so so i think i think the normalization for any of those statements that your students made is 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 a nice twist on it well let me
1: ask you about the second one then because i want to see how you feel about that so the second one is nobody ever fails in simulation (laughs) well i just don't think that's a normalization i think that's idealistic
0: (laughs) Right. That's
1: so not true.
0: <laughs> right. I think that's right. I agree. And I think again you can turn that into a normalization. Uh-huh. And and so so you've heard me say this. I almost always say something to the effect of ultimately you can't hurt the simulator and we've never been successfully sued by a mannequin patient. <laughs> A- and so for the clinicians that I deal with, it's, you know, it's funny and they kind of get it. I'm saying that, you know, that this is for practice and that the the real measures of impact on them are a bad outcome for their patient mm-hmm. and that that can't happen because it is a mannequin. Mm-hmm. A- and... It doesn't take away the personal feelings of inadequacy or failure or disappointment that I think people often feel. Like everyone goes into a simulation thinking that they're going to do the right thing and that their you know, years of, of training and skills are going to have them come up with the right answer. And they're invariably disappointed because it's never perfect. Mm -hmm. And so people always have some sense of, if I'd only been a little better, I would have given that dose of drug X, you know, five seconds earlier or something like that. They don't really have perspective on what a a great performance is and an adequate performance and a perfect performance.
1: I think my concern, though, with this bullet point of nobody fails in simulation, the common notion that we have as positive, good educators, that we want to fix our learners and make sure that everything's right for them. And that's what concerns me is to appreciate, you know, and I think of Lewin's theory of change, that you have to have some sort of disconfirmation as an individual learner to self-motivate, to self-improve, and to make changes in your behavior. And so having that a little bit of failure or disconfirmation is okay. And that's, that's you know, it, that leverages the learning. So what are your thoughts
0: on that? Yeah, I think it's, I agree, it's disingenuous to say, I mean, f- fail to say some, say there's no one fails in simulation, that's such a vague statement. Like, w- what, does, what does that mean? That, does it mean that you'll not learn anything? That's failure. Mm-hmm. D- does it mean that you'll do the wrong thing, but learn something? Well, that may be the case. But that's not failure. W- what is what does failure mean? I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's fine to and so so my point about saying that the simulator's not going to sue you leads to the you know, notion of being being specific about what things will go well and things won't. I I I I guess I'd say that, you know, most people learn something, say they, so I'll often say this, most people at the end of the simulation experience say uh, they actually enjoyed it and that they learned something from it. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of the flip side of you can't.
1: Well, it's so interesting what you're bringing up because, you know, maybe, maybe that phrase is true. Like there is no failure in simulation because you do fail, but from failing (laughs) you actually achieve some sort of learning. So it's not really failure, right?
0: Right. (laughs) At what level, at what level are we talking about failure? Is it, you know, failure to to perform correctly? Is it failure to learn something? Is it failure yeah. to participate? So, so some people just can't bring themselves to participate in simulation. And that's always a difficult day for the instructor. Mm-hmm. And they blow it off or are very defensive and they actually probably don't learn very much, although we don't know that until, you know, we'll we'll probably never know that. They may get something out of it that uh, they walk away from, uh, walk away with that we don't know about. Sure. But but I think there are some people who just can't accept you know, simulation as a learning modality as an experience. is something that they, you know, should benefit from, et cetera.
1: Could make and mistakes in.
0: Yeah, and I I hate to dismiss those people because I think, you know, I think they're they're probably coming from a, you know, from a place that has, you know, a reason. You know, sometimes I've seen very, very fine clinicians or people who are reported to be very fine clinicians, you know, reject simulation. Mm-hmm. And it's a rare event. It's, you know, in the you know, one out of a hundred category. Um, but I hate I hate to dismiss them well, because when
1: you say dismiss what do you mean by that? By by saying nobody fails in simulation dismisses them? In what way?
0: Yes. Yes because because it's immediately it's it's immediately saying to this person who's who's very troubled by having been brought there and is building up defensiveness about the experience it's it's further pushing them over the edge
1: oh by saying okay so by saying nobody fails in simulation
0: the, the, how
1: how is that pushing them over the hedge
0: uh some people see. may say some people may say uh oh yes they do i'll show you <laughs> i'm not oh. i'm not going to do this
1: oh i see i'm not
0: going to do this cuz you're full of it well, glad handing well, yeah, me and you're not actually defending what you're doing you're just you're just talking like you're an advertiser on tv um, I get it. and, and it's disingenuous, and I'm well, not gonna, I'm not gonna cooperate. Where, whereas, I think, I think I've taken people who are on the edge of that, and by being honest with them and specific with them in the pre-brief, I've convinced them that, okay, I guess I'll go along with this and see for myself. And and and. Some of those people have ended up saying, "You know, you you were right. I am in the population of people who actually did get something out of this. I may not have liked it, and I may not think that we should keep doing this, but you know, there was some learning here."
1: And then there are the people who are really who get really defensive in the in the debriefing, as you were saying saying. They wouldn't normally have done it that way, feeling like they failed in the simulation. And I'm just trying to take the the devil's advocate here in that as we talked about with Sim is Fun, maybe saying nobody fails in simulation helps those, you know, establish that psychological safety for those people to know that their mistakes are discussable because there's, it's, yeah. there's a better way of saying it than saying nobody fails in the simulation without a doubt. Um, yeah
0: that's too vague for me, yeah yeah
1: but I think my biggest concern with with the with this whole bullet point is of nobody fails in simulation is what prompted the educators who are so good hearted like so you know clearly their intent is so good for their <laughs> learners, right, yeah, but what prompted them to write that is is to me the concern is that they're not embracing the fact that failure is good sometimes in simulation and to not be afraid of that and to create opportunities yeah. for disconfirmation is is one of the most important benefits of simulation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that you're probably right that you know and and I think also in addition to that um if they haven't had a lot of experience and they haven't seen people have a very difficult response to participating in a simulation or uh, they haven't seen someone do something and feel humiliated by it, uh, then they're kind of projecting their own experience their own experience with simulation and you know that's always dangerous to say everybody's going to react to this the same way i do and you know it's great that they love simulation that they find it <laughs> fun and that they've never failed but um but there might be other people you know, who see it differently
1: i'm like, I'm like envisioning like balloons and a DJ and the simulator. Right. right. <laughs> we'll walk in with liquor. There's like a <laughs> bar I'm on sort
0: the of, corner. I'm sort of picturing like a uh, Bollywood movie. <laughs> a movie it's all where everyone dance everyone dances at the end. And the song Happy <laughs> is playing. Right. <laughs>
1: ah, so many. All right. Yes. Well thanks not for my, thanks. not my experience thanks with for, simulation. Uh, for um, <laughs> for making this podcast so fun and enjoyable and and not a failure right. in any way. <laughs> thanks
0: to Are you me. sure? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's <Janice>, good <laughs> to talk to you. Later. you. Bye. Take care, but DJ Simulationistas. Sup is brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. Find out more about CMS and learn about our simulation instructor training and course offerings at www.harvardmedicine.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.